0: Well welcome to the first ever special edition week of the Grace 412 podcast. We are actually dropping two podcasts today we missed uh last week when we finished up romans chapter 12 we had some recording issues and so we're going to release that one first and then in about an hour or so we're going to get part one of our new series um called graves into gardens and so uh as of last week we were finishing up this series on between two worlds on romans 12 about what it looks like for us to live in this world um with an eternal mindset so if you remember last week we left off on romans chapter 12 and verse 9 where the bible says let love be without dissimulation. abhor what is evil cleave or cling to that which is good And so if you remember, Paul had spent all of Romans chapters 1 through 10 talking about salvation. He talked about our relationship with Jesus. He talked about the work of Christ. And then he gets to chapter 12. In the beginning of chapter 12, he says, now you have to allow him to transform you. And then he kind of gives a here's how. And then verse 9 becomes kind of the turning point for all of the book of Romans. And honestly, for all of the New Testament, where he says, now let love be that word love there that he's talking about is that word agape love that that is translated as an unconditional love it's the the highest form of love it is it is called the god love it's transcendent it's without limits and the reason romans 12 in verse 9 is the turning point is because this is the first time that paul uses agape to describe our love for one another. He typically uses phileo, which is a a friendly love, or even maybe kind of a family love. To this point, he had only used agape to describe Christ's love for us. But now he makes a turn after all of these chapters, and then in chapter 12 and verse nine, he says, now here's your response. Your response is to love like Christ with this agape love. And then he goes on to give about thirty commands in the next twelve verses, verses nine through twenty-one, where where he he talks about what love looks like, love without hypocrisy, hate what what is evil, bless those that persecute you, and don't curse others. Rejoice with those that rejoice, weep with those that weep. And so what we've done is broken that down into kind of three categories. We break it down to a love within our family. That's our church. That's those that believe uh, the gospel. That's uh, those that are part of the body of Christ, fellow Christians, love within our family. And then we have love for those not like us. That's the world, the rest of the world, Um, the world that is uh, maybe opposed to our beliefs, but is not really necessarily our enemy. And then we have the third category, love for our enemies. That's those who have done us wrong. Maybe those that we have done wrong too. It's those that would seek to harm us, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And as we look at this list, we look at the categories as they're broken up, we have to remember our love and how we love should not hinge on who we love. And so uh, while we have these different categories and while love might look different depending on who it is that we're interacting with, um, these things should still be true of us, regardless of who it is that we're interacting with. And so I gave a, a chart out uh, last week that kind of helps break these into categories to help us see them, but that chart is more of a, a flyover view. It's not a roadmap. Um, and so we go back and we look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 9 again, and it says, let love be without dissimulation or hypocrisy, hate what's evil, cling to what's good. Somebody once said hypocrisy is the devil's work in God's uniform. One of the biggest deterrences from the church today is fake Christianity. That's why when he says don't let love have hypocrisy, the next word he says is abhor, which means to regard with disgust or hatred. So he says, let love be. And then he says the next very thing, hate that which is the, the, painful reality we have to face is that we cannot love as christ loves without passionate hatred for what christ hates and i know this sounds ifb or legalistic or harsh or uh you know whatever it might be but it it's 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 an important thing for us to remember that sin will break us sin will destroy us hypocrisy will lead us to a place of pain and loss And a life outside of Christ, a life outside of God's will, uh, a life in pursuit of our own things, a life that is uh, evil by biblical terms is something that that God hates, but it's also something that is going to do us harm. And for us to love as Christ loves, we have to hate what Christ hates. Um, We think about uh, like my son, my child. I'm careful with him. Uh, I'm careful what he does. Uh, I'm careful with the dog around him because I don't know what the dog's going to do when she gets excited and jumps too much. I don't hate my son. I don't hate my dog. No, I love them. And I hate the thought of something bad happening to him. Hating what is evil is about loving someone enough to care about not letting bad things happen to them. He says, hate what is evil and cling to what is good. What's important to notice that he says in verse 12, in chapter 12, verse nine, hate what's evil, cling to what's good. And then he spends the next 12 verses giving 30 commands about what is good, about what love looks like. And that's an important thing for us to note, that it is much more important for us to be in pursuit of something than running away from something. He says, hey, don't focus so much on what you have to hate Focus on what is good. Here's 12 verses and 30 commands about what is good. Let's look at it. Chapter 12, verse 10, he says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality, bless them that persecute you, bless and curse not, rejoice with them that do rejoice, weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. And he says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And so there's these 30 commands and we have a chart and I'd love to send it to you. If you weren't able to get one, let me know and I'll send the picture of it to you. But again, remember how we love doesn't hinge upon who we love. So these aren't limited to uh, specific blocks or specific categories. Right? We still shouldn't avenge ourselves, even though that's in reference to enemies, when we're, when we're dealing with somebody that's of like faith, when we're dealing with family. right? Uh, these are our fluid commands. But these categories help us to understand what it might look like practically in everyday life. The first is our love within our family, the body of Christ. The love within our family is characterized by unity. He says, be of the same mind distribute and help one another. He says in verse 13, you look at the example of Acts where it says they were all of one mind selling all that they had to give to those with need and everyone among them did not have need for anything because they were looking out for one another. They were working together. That's the command given in verses 10 and 11. Like we talked about last week, teamwork, the love within our family is characterized by unity. We're united together. We're on mission together to love without hypocrisy, to have a genuine, sincere love, to be affectionate one to another, to prefer one another, to serve the Lord together, to continue in prayer together. That's a unity that comes only within the body of Christ that can be characterized by that agape love. The next one is a love for those unlike us. The love for those not like us is that that love for those that are that are in the world, the love for those that haven't believed the gospel, the love that, for those that, that maybe don't understand the way we believe or why we believe it. And the love for those unlike us can be characterized by humility. He says, be patient in tribulation. Uh, bless and don't, don't curse others. Uh, he says, be quick to hospitality. Uh, be welcoming be accommodating he says don't be high-minded but condescend to those of low estate he says humility is what's needed here live peaceably as much as is possible on your end of things as much as impossible as lies within you live peaceably with all men meet people where they are verses 15 and 16 be honest he says provide things honest in the sight of all men Sometimes it takes humility to be honest, but sometimes when we're looking at the world around us, but those that don't know Jesus, man, a humble honesty is exactly what they need. To know, hey, I'm just like you, a sinner in need of a savior, a a broken person in need of grace. The love for those in the world is characterized by humility. And the last one is our love For our enemies, those that have wronged us, those that we have wronged, those that seek to cause us harm. And the love for our enemies can be characterized by selflessness. He says, Feed your hungry enemy, give your thirsty enemy a drink, don't repay evil for evil, don't avenge yourself, don't give place to wrath but he says overcome evil with good verse 21 Jesus was the ultimate example of agape wasn't he Jesus even on the cross with people mocking him the people that had put him there the people that had beaten him the people that had 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 ridiculed him and had chosen to have him put on that cross he says father forgive them they don't know what they do he was overcoming evil with good he was not giving place to wrath he was not repaying evil for evil he was not seeking to avenge himself but his enemy had need and he was giving to his very enemy and you see that's why it's so interesting in verse 9 that paul says hate what's evil but cling to what's good and then he gives another 12 verses explaining what is good because it's not hatred that brings people home it's love that bears all things that believes all things that hopes all things that endures all things even martin luther king said hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that evil is overcome with good What's interesting is if you go down that list of what Paul said, cling to what's good, and the list of, of, of what it looks like to love like Jesus, what it looks like to be good, don't be lazy in business. Prefer others above yourself. Bless and don't curse others. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Be quick to hospitality. Be humble. If your enemy's thirsty, give them a drink. If they're hungry, give them food. Those things, even by the world's standards, would be something that makes them say oh that's a good person but this just further proves that god sets the standard on what is good god sets the standard for what love is and so last week the end of romans 12 the end of between two worlds the challenge was simple who is it that we need to love like jesus what group of people is it that we find the hardest to love? And the challenge is for us to consider the thing that Paul said, and that's this, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with evil. With good And and so as we we lead into our Graves into Gardens series and we think about how God is in the process of turning this grave that we've created into a garden, how he's in the process of working all things together for our good and for his glory, then we get to take a part in that in the way that we love others like Jesus loved. That's the challenge this week and every week. So thanks for tuning in. In about an hour or two, we'll have Graves into Gardens Part 1 dropped on the podcast as well check that one out and then we'll see you guys here next week